This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone. I'm Rachel Thomas, and I am the podcast coordinator and content specialist, and welcome to another episode of Mercy Talk. And I am Dr. Brooke Keels, the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy here at Mercy. And I'm Melanie Wise, the Senior Director of Outreach here at Mercy, and we are so glad that you are with us for another episode today. Um, We are kind of, we don't do a lot of series, well, I don't know, we still do series here and there on Mercy Talk, but um, we're kind of doing a little bit of a part two of um, a little series that we are doing on mental health, because if you did not know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and of course, we're like, well, that's something we deal with a lot, so we should talk about it on the appropriate month, Um, even though at some level, I think we kind of talk about it all the time, but um, last week, we really kind of set the stage for where we're headed today. And, you know, just to kind of recap a little bit of where we went last week, for those of you who maybe didn't get to hear that episode yet, um, we really talked a lot about just how emotional, physical, mental, spiritual health all work together for us. I mean, we talk about that all the time, but um, I don't know, even after our conversation last week, I was just like looking at my own life going, man you really can't, anything that I've dealt with, any struggles that I've had, issues that I've had, all four components were at work in some way. I can identify it on the back end, but I don't know how aware of it I was in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So we talked a lot about how those things are are separate, but also work very much together. Um, And, you know, also just kind of setting up where we're going today. um, we, We talked a lot about just how the term mental health is one that um, Brooke, I don't know if you actually put it in this category, but you were always talking about words you want to take back. Like, and I think yeah. mental health has this association with it. And I realized even as we talked last week, like I still have that association with it where when you're talking about, when you say the word mental health, people put it in this category that to be honest, most people assume you're talking about mental illness. And so they mm. therefore say, Oh, I'm fine. Like I didn't, I didn't lose my mind today. I'm not crazy. So my mental health is great, Mm -hmm. but we really talked about how it is on a continuum, just like every other area of health in our lives, our physical health, no one's perfect. No one's got it. I mean, some are just better off than others, maybe right now, physically or emotionally or spiritually, but also mentally that it's not a, I'm good or I'm not, it's not a yes or no. It's a continuum. And all of us, every last one of us can grow in our mental health. And so we talked a lot about that last week and um, why it really should matter to every single one of us. And actually the takeaway that we gave you last week, if you listened, was to just ask the Lord, Lord, what's, what is one really just practical thing I could do to grow in my mental health? And I would love to know from listeners if, you know, you feel like the Lord gave you anything or shared anything with you. We love hearing from you um, on that. But I I think today I'm excited just because what we're going to talk through is just some really practical ways that we can all assess our current mental health, just kind of check in, see how we're doing. I think a lot of us have ways that we can check in on our physical health, 
you know, spiritually, emotionally can sometimes feel a little more nebulous, but, um, man, the mental, it's like, I, I wouldn't even know really how to say like, here's where I am in my mental health. So we're, so we're going to go to our expert Brooke to talk about that, <laughs> but also just some really practical things because y'all know how we feel about that, that we can all do to increase, um, our mental health. So that's where we're headed today. Yeah. And I think too, just as a reminder, um, understanding that the context and how we approach mental health at Mercy is, you know, I mean, we joke about this all the time, but like our counseling program is all Jesus all the time, which is why (laughs) one of the many reasons it is voluntary, because if you don't (laughs) want that, that's okay. Just don't come here um, because you will be very disappointed. Um, And so you know, we, every single thing that we do, um, you'll hear me say this a lot too, you know, it's the highest clinical um, with the deepest spiritual. And so understanding that we have to know how the brain, the body, the physicality, all of that responds to trauma, abuse, life, um, you know, connection, like that's our job as counselors is to understand that and know that only Jesus can heal those things. And so we, we, you know, kind of as an example, uh, I consistently use this, you know, if someone has been abused by their father, the idea of submitting to a good father is crazy to them. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. So that might even be logically, so I can help someone get there logically, but your body has been trained to survive. And so Mm -hmm. the idea in your brain of submission is a terrifying thing. And so we have to do, you know, we have to address all of the ways, the logic, Mm -hmm. the heart, the spiritual, the physical, give your brain time to heal, start implementing what trust looks like and what healthy relationships are so that it can, you know, uh, you know, blaze some new trails like we talk about in, yeah. in Keep Freedom. And so, um, yeah, you just, and, and I think too, it will help kind of take mental health back if we actually will choose to see ourselves as these holistic beings um, that, that, you know, not, you know, everything has to be given to, like you can't mm-hmm. neglect one thing and think everything's yeah. going to be okay. Yeah. You know, and someone actually was, I don't know when this was, maybe a couple months ago, somebody was talking about, they were like, you know, it actually used to really upset me when I would see these pastors talking about all these spiritual things and they were clearly so physically unhealthy. That Mm -hmm. to me is not a whole person, right? And it was, you know, they're not a health, like a fully healthy person and they were not, you know, coming from a place of judgment, but I was like, that is so interesting. You know, I don't know, you know, that I, and then of course I have to assess in my own life, like what are the things that are, not whole. Like we, so some of us are really good about, we can talk about Jesus and we're all focused on that, but we've completely neglected this other thing that he has given us because chocolate cake is great, you know? And so (laughs) I'm just saying, no, I'm just kidding. But I mean, it's, it's interesting, like (laughs) what what we're willing to prioritize versus, oh, wait, this is all the same. And I think when we put things in the right context, it allows it to actually come together more easily. Like we don't have to fight for make this make sense. Like, because that does actually make sense. They're all Mm -hmm. important, physical, spiritual, Mm -hmm. emotional, mental. It all is meant to be together. Um, And Jane tells us this like a lot. So, Right. Yeah, that's so good. I love that you talk about it so openly because a lot of times it feels like you have to put it in one or two camps, you know, especially in the church. It's like, only Jesus, you know, you used the example last week about 
well, you're afraid to fly. Are you still praying about it? Like we've talked about it. And you're like, yes, I am doing all the things like I am. And it's like, well, you're not praying hard enough, you know, kind of thing mm-hmm. and feeling so frustrated or you get the opposite side and it's all the science and data and no Jesus. But the beautiful thing is that like God thought of all of this stuff before really humans did. I mean, I love that, you know, he mm-hmm. created our minds and he knows how they work best. And so they actually, it's not weird at all that they exist together. Uh, I mean, Jesus even says himself, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, your soul and your mind. And quick rabbit trail here. If anybody is watching the chosen, I don't know if anybody's watching it. It's (laughs) really good, but uh, there's this one scene in like this latest episode, season two, where Jesus is like, guys, I got to go get alone with my father and pray. And the disciples are like, can we come? Like, can we come? And Jesus is like, no, you cannot. <laughs> and I keep, I told, I told uh, Jason, I was like, Jesus is taking a mental health day. He's like, yeah. you know, being alone with this. I mean, it's just such a reminder yeah. that like, no, like you said, Brooke, Jesus talks about this quite a bit in the word of God, as far as how our minds work, renewing the mind and how our bodies, soul, spirit, mind, all of that works together. So on that topic, how would you say we could start to, to maybe assess where we are in our mental health journey, right? Where we are today, maybe today. Yeah. I mean, number one is, uh, have you ever even considered <laughs> thinking about your mental health and, and, you know, um, we, it, like you, you know, we've talked about it's, I'm not asking you if you're emotionally stable, I'm just going to assume you are. But that doesn't mean that there aren't things that are weighing on you that are affecting, you know, um, your emotions or causing um, stress or anxiety, you know, and um, or fear or whatever those things are, you know, and and at what level is it is it appropriate? What level is it? Is it not? Um, And most of the time, what I find is that people don't actually ever pause to think about it. And so I think that's the number one thing, like. And then, you know, Melanie, you talked about this last week, you know, as you're pausing, like, what are some areas of my life that I would like to be better at? You know, like I do find myself getting, you know, really frustrated in in these scenarios. It's consistently happening. It's affecting other people in my life. And I want to, you know, address that. Um, You know, where are some areas that maybe you still haven't grieved and you've got some sorrow or sadness or you know, like all, like just those places that we want to compartmentalize so we can keep moving forward. Um, you know, where are some areas of my life that I consistently identify as a victim and it just emotionally crushes me, you know, where are some areas of my life that I feel like I have no control. And so I go and try and create an environment of control and that's not serving me well. Um, and really just evaluating that, like, where are the areas of my life that I'm actually, you know, not really doing all that great and, yeah. and and that I'm okay. And and we're not, again, we're not making it a huge deal, but if you can have more healing and wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Right? Like, right? So, <laughs> so I think just checking in with those things. And if you're not sure that you ask somebody that you trust, okay. like, Hey, where are some things, you know, that I could, I've actually, you've seen me, you've maybe been like, well, that's not great, but you know, you handle it that way. <laughs> So, you know, and, and be careful um, when you do, because people will tell you and then you have to think about it. Um, right. So I'll just tell you that when you're ready to hear it, you know, 
Um, but we all have that. And anybody in our life that's close to us can point out, like, I could see like that this has affected your life. And I think if that was something that you could heal from would be incredibly great. Right. Or I've seen this has caused some problems and I think, you know, it'd be really good for you, you know, to be able to heal in that area. Mm -hmm. Um, and so kind of just a little bit of an assessment, if you will, of even considering it that maybe you're not perfect Mm -hmm. at it and, you know, where is it actually impacting me, um, in ways that I would like to be better, you know, at without making it the end of the world, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to take it even like one step further than that and asking, are there any things that like, I think it could be, I mean, most, a lot of people don't take the time to actually do it, but once they do a lot it, for most even halfway self-aware people, they can identify like a couple of areas of their life that just aren't going great, that they wish that, that, you know, it's just like, this just isn't, this just isn't going great. Like, or I keep struggling in this area, or I keep Mm -hmm. having this thing come up and it just sets me off or whatever. And it might be easy to identify. I mean, I don't, for lack of a better way of saying it, as we would say at Mercy, the branches, it's like, there's this out, outward display, this thing that's happening. Right. Maybe, maybe I can feel it internally, but it's like, it's happening and I can identify that. How are there like some ex, either examples or just some specific ways that like you can ask, I mean, I kind of mentioned this last week, like if I'm trying to take stock of how I'm, you know, like, is there a physical component to this? I might be asking like, am I sleeping well right now? Am I putting good stuff into my body right now? Am I actually moving my body right now? And if the answer is no, I probably should kind of start looking at those being components of this issue I'm having. Mm -hmm. Um, Spiritually, there might be some pretty easy questions like, am I even spending time with the Lord? Am I even in the word at all right now? Am I in any fellowship with other people? The four stay-ins, right guys? Like, those are some easy, like, are there any specific questions that you think you could ask to assess, like, what's the mental component to this struggle in my life right now? Mercy Multiplied exists to provide opportunities for all to experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. Our residential program is for women ages 13 to 32, and our outpatient services are for women ages 13 and older. Both programs are voluntary, biblically-based, and completely free of charge. Our goal is to help women in our programs permanently stop destructive cycles, discover purposes for their lives, and experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. If you or someone you know would like to apply to one of our programs or you'd simply like to find out more information, you can start by heading to our website at mercymultiplied.com. Again, I I hate to, I mean, I know you're trying to isolate it and I think that is, is the move given the topic of this. Uh, But yeah, I mean, what are the thoughts and feelings? I really, it's really important that we understand that those are, you know, housed, if you will, Mm -hmm. in our, in our mind. Um, You know, what are, what are the thoughts and feelings that I'm having? You know, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll pick on this. Um, You know, if every time you get behind the wheel to drive a car, you are deeply offended at every single person that cannot drive, you know, like that this is, you know what, like I'm getting angry, like that's physically affecting you, right? Or it's emotionally affecting you, or I have really negative thoughts about people when this happens, you know, 
that's not worth it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so being able to go, okay, so there's some, what that does is that lets me know that there's something more to this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like we joke about, you know, road rage and get angry at people. And, you know, there are moments when you're just like, I just need to be somewhere. And I don't know why you all decided that you needed to drive five miles under the speed limit. Right. Okay. But, but if that's a consistent issue, that's, that's tipping you off to like my thoughts, feelings, emotions about this scenario are significantly higher than what they should be. (laughs) Right. Right. And if you're a, you know, decently functioning human, you can, you can understand that because there are a lot of things that we've just accepted as that's funny <laughs> that, you know, such and such is a jerk when they drive like, right. ha you know, and only your, you know, spouse cares or whatever. But the reality yeah. is, is that that does affect you. It physically affects you it emotionally and mentally. And yeah. so, you know, I'm using this as an example, but I think that's really kind of looking at where, where the, where are the areas of my life that my thoughts, feelings, emotions are not congruent with the situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's one. And then another one is where are my thoughts, feelings, and emotions, you know, um, maybe not congruent enough with the situation because we also have, you know, people that will go through a loss and then they are not emotionally, you know, they've just really separated out. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I've just gotten used to, People just make decisions in my life. Things happen to me. I don't actually have any control, you know, and so I've just kind of let that go, you know, and it will tend to go, oh, well, that's their personality. Well, is it though, you know, and so, and again, not trying to create a problem, but maybe these are areas of growth and healing and maturity that mm-hmm. the Lord wants to, to, to bring us to. And so kind of congruency is important, right? And I'm not talking about a moment, but like a consistently you know, this is not okay. And and I don't know that I've shared this on here, but like when my grandmother passed away a couple months ago, like I was not expecting the emotion that I had with that, Mm -hmm. like the grief that I had. Um, And I really, you know, and I kind of kept trying to make it okay. And then it was like, oh, this is not, (laughs) this is not okay. And it's affecting my kid. It's affecting my spouse. Like I've got to go figure this out, you know, and thankfully, uh, you know, a few hour drive in the middle of the night and me and Jesus, you know, we worked it out and that's okay. You know, and sometimes it takes longer than that. And that's okay too. Sometimes it's months, sometimes it's years. So I'm not trying to, but we were able to pinpoint some things and I go, okay, this is what I'm actually really upset about. Sure. Right. I'm really grieving some things that I feel really guilty about, you know, or whatever it, it is. And so when you assess that, it allows you to take that deeper thing. So what is the root that is, causing this behavior um, that we see our branches, right? Yeah. 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 There's so much of this. I mean, we're talking about, if you really want to like tie all of this in with just even things that we talk about all the time here, you know, if we're talking about mental health right now, we're talking about our minds and a huge component of like keys to freedom and the, and the freedom journey, healing journey that, you know, people walk down is the process of renewing the mind. Yeah. Which has to do with your thoughts and, and what you allow, as you said, I don't remember, I'm not even remembering if it was our last episode or this one that you've already talked about, Brooke, like that practice of like, who am I allowing to hang out in my mind right now? It's not, that's not serving me well at all. And where do I need to take authority in this area and knowing and, and understanding. And I think you said this last week, just how our, our emotions are, like it starts with the mind. It starts with the yeah. thoughts. It starts mm. there. It starts with that belief system. 
and knowing that that affects so many parts of who we are. I think the emotions can so easily be the the thing that's just so easy to see. Like I'm just mad all the time. I'm so angry all the time. There is a thought, there's a thought process. There is a belief system that is underlying that emotion and, and really being able to go in and assess that and, and invite the Lord into that. I mean, yeah. God, every single time I stop trying to figure it out myself and I'm just like, Lord, you know what it is. What is it? Like, tell me what is underneath this. Oh man. Mm-hmm. He always puts his finger on something and half the time it's something I would have never been able to come up with myself. Yeah. Um, and so just having that as part of your regular practice of life, I think is so, it's so important. Um, That's so, good. so, I mean, I guess the last question that I would have, um, because this was something I know we were planning to talk about today, was just like, first of all, as we said, there's not a single one of us who don't have areas where we could grow in, in our mental health. Um, and as we've said too, just like we, none of us are going to reach perfection in mental health, physical health, emotional health, or spiritual health, this side of heaven. There will always be more ways that we can grow. Um, and so Brooke, as promised, we told the people we would give them some practical things they could put into practice for, for growing in their mental health. So take it away. Take it away. Okay. Number one. Oh, <laughs> no, yes. I didn't go back. No. I like it. I like it. Um, no, first thing is obviously identify the areas that you want to, you know what, this is something I would like to grow in. I would like to be better in. I think identifying the things that terrify you to actually dig into, if you are terrified to dig into it, that is a strong indicator that maybe you need to do something about it. And if it terrifies you, I strongly recommend that you get a licensed counselor, therapist to help you with that. Um, Engaging in accountability. Uh, I don't know if everyone notices this, but all of the tools that we have work for all areas of life. (laughs) Um, but engaging in accountability, you know what, I've noticed that this is something I'm doing. I'm going to be, you know, really working on when I start worrying about things that I can't control, I'm going to start renewing my mind and I'm going to ask, you know, I'm going to text you and, and ask that you pray for me, identifying the scriptures that you're going to speak over it. Um, you know, what we teach at empower that anatomy of a stronghold is an incredible tool um, even for you to just go and review review yourself. And I think you'd still find it on Facebook. Bob Hamp teaches it. It's a whole teaching. And that is something you can literally just write out and go, okay, oh, that's the identifying the lie and replacing it. Here's the thing though. Um, and, and I've mentioned this before um, in different areas and you'll have to forgive me because I know Melanie, you and I've talked about this, but I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast, but you know, some people ask, they'll say, oh, well, what if you're just healed immediately? Like a miracle happens and you are healed from whatever the thing is, okay? Number one, great, that is awesome. Hope that happens. Number two, you still won't know how to live a healthy life because you have not lived a healthy life. So even if the addiction goes away or you no longer have the anxiety, we get really focused on, or the fear, we get really focused on the thing going away and don't focus on, we can actually learn how to live healthy continuously through that and help diminish it over time. But even if it does immediately go away, you still have to learn and engage in healthy things, engage in a relationship with the Lord, engage in accountability in, you know, renewing the mind, breaking agreements, knowing all those things. Like we live in a broken world that we are just 
like a pinball machine, just bouncing off of everything, you know, and so how, what are, you know, the things that you need to identify that I do not live this in a healthy way. I don't think about things in a healthy way when it comes to this type of person or this person in my life. Like, how can I start engaging in those things now? Um, and then go and do the thing. And it, and it is always, by the way, I mean, Rachel, you said this, you're like, it's, it's, you know, hard for us to look at ourselves objectively. Actually, it is impossible. It is impossible for us <laughs> to look at ourselves objectively. So who can you pull into your life to help you do that? Um, and that's, to me, the beautiful thing about counseling is that you have somebody who doesn't know you, they're not in your life. You know, and some people are like, well, they don't know me. I'm like, right. That's the great thing about it. They don't have any preconceived notions (laughs) of who you are. Like they're just, they just take what you give them and work with you on it. Um, You know, or if it's a, you know, coach as somebody that's kind of coaching alongside you or somebody who is praying alongside you, whatever that is, you are going to have to be in community with other people who can know you and you can know them and you can be honest about it. Um, you know, and I know this will go back into this podcast that we keep talking about that is coming up, maybe the greatest of all time um, for <laughs> Dr. Kurt Thompson. And in his new book, too, he gives some other practical things with that. Um, but yeah, just taking those steps of, I think, to another one that people don't like to do, uh, but it is incredibly helpful is journaling. And oh, for yeah. my male clients, uh, <laughs> He was like, I don't, I call it prayer documenting. I don't prayer journal. And I was like, that's right. I like that. And so, you know, but the process of getting things out, right. We tend to absorb them all, hold them in and don't understand why they're causing us problems. Get it out, write it. Doesn't have to be good. Doesn't have to be perfect. You know, even if it's not a function of anything other than a brain dump onto paper, That is such a great tool to help you actually filter through all of the emotions of something. Um, And, you know, so that's another thing that you can do as well. So So other than, again, get keys to freedom, go through it and do it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No, that's so good. And that's really like part of our takeaway today is to pick one of those steps and assess where you are in that journey today. And if it just helps to start with, you know, like Brooke said, the brain dump, the journaling, and just see on paper, like what you, what has been swirling around in your brain, start there. You know, if it, if it scares you less to take a long drive and talk to the Lord and say, God, what all of these like outbursts or, or crazy things that I'm feeling, where's that coming from? Like, where's the root of that? What am I really afraid of, of, or um, angry about or frustrated with Lord? Would you show me? And, and to start there, because again, it's not a matter of, oh, if, if I need to do a mat, you know, a mental health check or whatnot, it's, oh, no, you definitely, you definitely should. <laughs> everybody, everybody should, because uh, there's just more freedom. There's more wholeness. There's more healing um, than what you're walking in today. So we're glad that you, you joined us for today. We're, we're not done with this conversation for the month. We've got, as it has been mentioned, just the most epic interview of all time coming up that you need to listen to because we've pretty much any mental health episode we've done we've quoted or used or resourced something from dr kurt thompson so please join us for that here soon and we will talk to you all again soon here on another mercy talk
We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.